Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, hello. Hello, loves. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. On a Friday, we made it to the end of the week. And, uh, hey, I almost did a five-day work week this week. And uh, still de- dealing with the uh, tail end of the summer cold. Hopefully, by Monday, everything is going to be all fine and back to normal. It's not a big deal. It's just one of those pain-in-the-butt things. And we will get colds, and sometimes they happen in the summertime. Uh, coming up on the program, uh, we are going to talk with uh, Buffalo attorney John Elmore because uh, his name came up quite frequently in the final hour of yesterday's program about the death sentence or life without parole for the top's mass murdering terrorist and uh, I am taking what the caller said yesterday very seriously top's shooter probably not the most accurate way to put it top's mass murdering terrorist much better so I do listen to what you guys have to say and I do place uh, great value in it Uh, Obviously, we disagreed on, well, this totally negates Article 35 defensive justification, and I tried to argue that uh, it had nothing to do, that we're comparing apples to oranges. But uh, if you have any questions that you would like answered by a real live attorney uh, who has a daughter like mine who is also an attorney, uh, John Elmore is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. The phone number to call in for your questions is 803 0930 star 930 and 1 800 616 WBEN. You wanted an attorney to answer questions? I got you an attorney to answer questions. Unfortunately, uh, John Elmore, you didn't call me until about 554 yesterday, and that was just a little bit late to get you on the air, man. What's wrong with you? How you doing, Tom? <laughs> John. Tom, well, we go, we go way back, man. I remember giving you legal commentary even before Rodney King, so it's good to hear your voice. Yeah, well, it's always uh, good to hear yours, and uh, obviously you have a very long and uh, fabled career, starting out as a state trooper, going to law school, passing the bar, then becoming an attorney of uh, great repute. First of all, John, before we go any further, um, what are your interests in the case as an attorney representing some of the victims' families. Sure, Tom. And and I listened to your show yesterday, and you talked a lot about the death penalty. I I represent three of the uh, victims' families in this Topps massacre as well that that, that died, as as well as the surviving uh, member who called 911. And uh, so we filed a lawsuit against uh, the social media platforms, the manufacturer of the high-capacity magazine that was interchangeable and illegal in the state of New York, and uh, the manufacturer of the body armor, uh, the uh, uh, the store uh, that that sold uh, the illegal weapon, 
which had like a screw that you could take out of the high-capacity uh, AR-15 and was illegal. And the Attorney General, General's Office also uh, filed a lawsuit against Means Arms. And, and, I, and again, I think the, the, the social media platforms bear a huge responsibility. I had no idea of the power and, and the way that social media platforms uh, influence people in, until I got involved in this case. And, and, and I just became aware of this whole underground network right. of, of white supremacist groups that, that want to start a racial war and and they do that with the social media platforms uh and 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 the uh they have very very sophisticated algorithms with the social media platforms that maximize money with user engagement and and so you know with with, with the psychological profiles those those uh algorithms will send uh, suggested uh, videos or suggested websites or whatever to, to 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 people that they deem would be vulnerable and 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 I actually get addicted and engaged in in all of this type of uh, traffic and and so what we you know what we've learned is is even from Gendron's lawyers from his own admission that and and even in his manifesto that that he didn't bear any racial astimonities until. Uh, COVID, and he was spending 24 hours on the internet, and then he, you know, got indoctrinated to this white replacement theory and and the acceleration theory, and wanting to start a war, and that that's kind of what encouraged him to do. And so he's he's pled guilty uh, already in state court. He's he's facing life without parole, and he's no longer a danger to anyone. The social media platform lawsuit um, is in New York State Supreme Court. It's been assigned to Judge uh, Paula uh, Ferraletto. We do have a court appearance in front of her on the 17th of this month. Some of the top law firms, either from the Silicon Valley or from Wall Street, are uh, you know have been retained uh, by all of the defendants in this case. It's going to be a massive litigation. It's one of the first kinds of uh, in, in the nation trying to hold. Uh, social media platforms responsible for mass shootings, and and uh, what I've seen is is that a lot of these mass shootings or shooters have been indoctrinated or encouraged by seeing other mass shootings that have been live streamed and you know yeah. on social media. So uh, and then and then you know I I, I listened to uh, to you a little bit. You were talking about the death penalty. Jundrin uh, was in federal court uh, the day before yesterday. Uh, with his attorneys and the U.S. Attorney's Office, and he is his lawyers are scheduled to meet with Merrick Garland's capital offense lawyers in Washington D.C. on February 18th. There, they will make their plea uh, and their application to these lawyers uh, for life. They they will try try to try to present mitigating evidence. Um, and uh, probably the strongest piece of evidence that they have would be to spare the Justice Department uh, the time and expense uh, of, of taking this case to trial. Uh, if it goes to trial, there's going to be motion after motion. In a death penalty case, every motion gets appealed, and then the trial would be very, very lengthy, and, and then there would be appeals if there was a finding of guilt, you know, all the way up to the Supreme Court, 
and it would be years and years and years of litigation and then then you know if if you if the appeals were upheld there'd be a lengthy time on death row and then maybe there'd be an attorney general down the road that would sign a death warrant uh, right. which would say they would be executed but you know what's interesting from 1927 until now um there have only been 50 people uh convicted of federal death penalty uh crimes and uh in in federal court that were that were sentenced to death it's a lot different in state courts like state courts like Alabama and Mississippi and Florida people get you know the electric chair in the old days or death be, be uh with lethal injection uh, but but in federal uh, cases it's very very rare John Elmore is with us, Buffalo attorney on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, I mean, first of all, John, I, I, I know you heard the program yesterday, but uh, my views on the death penalty have uh, uh, changed over the years, and I believe that in death penalty cases, a higher burden of proof must exist for the state. My idea would be proof beyond any doubt, not just reasonable doubt, but any doubt, because we saw Anthony Capozzi serve decades in prison for a false rape conviction. We saw Lynn Dijak spend decades in prison for a false murder conviction. And therefore, I believe if the state or the federal government is to uh, impose the ultimate sanction on uh, someone who is convicted, that there must be the ultimate proof. And in the case of the Topps mass murderer, whose name I will not use on this program, I know you have, I will not use it. It's a, it's an emotional thing. It's not a logical thing. Um, this, to me, this is as cut and dry as it gets because you see on the video exactly what happened. You understand while listening to the audio of the video that he knew what he was doing was wrong when he was doing it, which of course is the whole insanity thing, which never came up because he pleaded guilty. But if you're not going to put the Topps massacre terrorist to death, for whom then do we impose the death penalty? Well, well, Tom, you're you're making some very very strong points, and you know I I have made a decision that that my views uh, on this particular case concerning whether or not Jenderin should receive the death penalty or not I will keep private out of, out of respect for the victims' families in this case because some of the victims um, feel that life without parole would be the appropriate sentence that. You know, he'd have a hard time in jail, and 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 uh, he would be punished. And that if he got if he got you know the the needle and died, it would be too easy for him. But then other people, uh, the victims, feel like he should receive the death. And like you said, if he doesn't receive it, uh, uh, then uh, then then why do we even have it? But but I, I I like to share. I mean, I like to keep my views private. But but as a lawyer, I, I, I like to be a, an educator, uh, and so that the people, that the public understands. Um, you know, I have death penalty experience as a death penalty trained lawyer, one of the few lawyers ever in Western New York ever to try a death penalty case. And so, can you can you talk about that? The, was it the Parker case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could just say just say briefly. There was only one death penalty trial in in New York State when the death penalty was. Uh, 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 when Pataki ran on a death penalty platform, and so briefly we had a death penalty in uh, in in New York State, and and I was one of the one lawyer, one of the few lawyers that was selected to get trained by trained to, and became a death eligible defense 
uh, attorney, death qualified, and and uh, you know this was a case where a 19-year-old uh, shot and killed a uh, uh, a police officer and injured another one. It was unjustified, um, and uh, uh, the case went to trial. It took it took a month to pick a jury, and and a long trial, and then uh, eventually the the jury felt that life uh, without parole was the appropriate sentence. And in a death penalty case, you know, when there is evidence of overwhelming guilt, your only role uh, is to save your client's life, and and that's myself and Jim Harrington and and members of the uh, Capital Defender's Office, which is no longer existed in in uh, the state. Uh, you know that we we were victorious in 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 our mission to save uh, our client's life. And one of the things I I like what you said, Tom, was in in a death penalty case, you want to make sure that there's not any doubt at all. And you know, one of the one of the problems with a death penalty case is is the standard of beyond a reasonable doubt in a death penalty case really is lower than in just a regular criminal case. And the reason is this. Uh death to, to serve on a death penalty jury, you have to be what's known as death penalty qualified. And that means the judge and the lawyers are going to ask you about your views of the death penalty. And so if, if, if you're somebody that says, you know, if there's a murder and, and the person is, is found guilty of murder, I will uh, say that the death penalty would be automatic, then you can't serve on the jury. But uh, if, if you say that, you, you know, you wouldn't consider the death penalty and you're, you're against the death penalty, you can't serve on the jury. And so right. what happens is you don't really have a real cross-section uh, of jurors. You, you have jurors that have said that if, if I find this person guilty, I am willing to vote to have this person killed. And so what, what you have now is, is not a bunch of middle-of-the-road jurors, jurors but you have a lot of jurors that are really strong law and order. They've already been like whipped up, uh, you know, almost like sharks that smell smell blood before the trial even goes because they're they're like, yeah, if if I find them guilty, you know, and and the certain factors, yeah, I can vote to kill them. And so so the standard of a reasonable doubt in death penalty cases is lower. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's why you find a lot of cases where somebody's been placed on death row, and and later you know with DNA or eyewitnesses right. or somebody recanting their testimony, you find out that this person has been two de- two decades on death row for something that he didn't do. And, so and, we, and this John, this this happens. I mean, there was a very famous case uh, in Buffalo involving, I believe, the Fetters radiator robbery back in the 1920s. And there was a guy who was supposed to be executed, who at the last minute was exculpated by the con, uh, by the confession of the person who actually pulled the trigger. You know, mm-hmm. and I know that people have been murdered by the state and by the federal government. We can go back to the uh, Lincoln assassination and the conspiracy, Mary Surratt 
my opinion is death was not proven, er, the, the guilt was not proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Harold Atzerat and Payne, absolutely it was proven beyond any doubt. Mary Surratt, I think, was a victim of her times and of circumstances, and I don't believe she should have received the death penalty because I don't believe it was beyond a- any doubt whatsoever. And I realize that you know, our system of jurisprudence uh, basically revolves around the civil standard, which is the uh, preponderance of liability, and the criminal standard, which is beyond a reasonable doubt. But it seems mm-hmm. to me that when you talk about taking a human being's life, the standard ought to be raised to beyond any doubt whatsoever, because it's irrevocable. Once you put somebody to death, it's over. It's done. And there ain't no coming back from that. Tom, do you want to find something really interesting? Indeed. Uh, if you were a prospective juror, and you expressed to the judge, and you expressed to the prosecutor that you would require the prosecutor to prove his case beyond more more than beyond a reasonable doubt, but beyond any doubt, um, you wouldn't be on that jury. Oh, I've been turned down for jury duty isn't, twice isn't before, that really, John. But, Come on. Isn't that amazing? You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, you're a te- you're intelligent, you're you're a law and order type of guy. Uh, but 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 on the other hand, you know, in most death penalty cases. Um, you don't have any any minorities on, 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 on and, and I mean, if you look at the case that was in Pittsburgh, where there was a death verdict just a, a few days ago, yes, where the guy went in and he and he did this massacre uh, of a Jewish synagogue, uh, that was an all white jury. I described the 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 death qualification process to you, and and out of the death pro- qualification process. I believe there were four African Americans that survived and one Hispanic. And and the government, the US Attorney's Office, used all of their strikes to get rid of the African Americans, the four African Americans and the one Hispanic uh, jury. Well and, I wanna I wanna talk about that when we come back, John, if that's okay with you. I know that oh, you're sure. a busy I know that you're a busy man. I know this doesn't yeah. count as billable hours, but uh, you know, talk to my daughter about that, you know, work something out. Um, (laughs) John Elmore, thank you. Oh, John Elmore, don't go anywhere because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And if you have questions for a real live attorney, I've known John since, uh, I don't know, the early 1990s. I think we started talking during the OJ trial. And uh, obviously a lot of water has gone under the bridge uh, since then. I've certainly changed a lot of my views. Um, John seems to be pretty much uh, more consistent uh, with his. But if you have questions uh, that you want to ask the lawyer, we had people calling in yesterday in the 5 o'clock hour saying, why don't you make a lawyer available? Well, we've got a lawyer available, and his name is John Elmore, and he's very highly regarded, represents three of the victims' families of this terrorist scumbag, uh, the top's mass murderer, 803-0930. Star 930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. It's Bowerly. Don't go anywhere. More with John Elmore is coming up at 435. My buddy Mike Love from the Beach Boys is going to join us. So it's a very, very uh, action-packed afternoon on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right. It is Bowerland News Radio 930 WBN on a Friday. And by popular demand, because people called in yesterday, like you, in the 5 o'clock hour and said, so, Bowerly, how come you don't have an attorney on? Well, we do. John Elmore, who actually called in about uh, 5.54 p.m. on my cell phone yesterday, is like, dude, it's a little bit late. But uh, John Elmore, an attorney of uh, great renown, and in a previous lifetime, he was a New York State trooper. And John Elmore is back with us on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. John, we... Uh, Uh, talked about minorities and their views on the death penalty. And the stereotype is that members of minority groups typically are opposed to death penalty situations because they know that over the years it has been shown that the death penalty has been inappropriately and wrongly applied to people who look as they look. Uh, That, that, that is, that is true. And, uh, you know, I mean, the funny thing, though, is is a lot of uh, lawyers, just generally speaking, have unconscious bias. People are are more prone and more comfortable with with people making decisions that have um, that that are just more and more and more more like them. And uh, you know, I know when I when I tried a death penalty case, it was it was front of an all-white jury the prosecutor used their peremptory challenges to uh remove african americans I, mm. I i saw it we objected every every step of the way uh jim harrington and i i can tell you that in the case in pittsburgh uh the prosecution used all of their peremptory challenges to remove uh african americans uh I mean, there now, when you say peremptory challenge, that means uh, we're not going to have to give a reason. You're just not going to be on the jury. That's correct. That's correct. And there, I mean, there's a Supreme Court case. It's called Batson versus Kentucky. I mean, for years and years and years, uh, it was not unconstitutional to remove somebody 
from a jury uh, based upon their race or sex. Baxson versus Kentucky pretty much said that that's unconstitutional to do so, uh, but you have to give a, a, a race-neutral reason uh, for uh, removing that person with a peremptory challenge. And so um, you can, you, you, you know, you can challenge the, the the lawyer that is opposing that strike um, can make what's known as a Batson challenge and try to make a record. Uh, but the lawyer that is trying to re- excuse that person or strike that person has to find a, a race-neutral reason. Maybe, you know, the person has been to the area, maybe went to a similar school, or maybe, uh, you know, I felt this person didn't have, uh, you know, was this person wasn't paying attention or they're nodded or, you know, or just some race-neutral reason. And, and, it, right. and some of the race-neutral reasons... I mean, it's it, it, it's it's easy to find a race-neutral reason to want to strike any juror. So, well, John, here's here's the the question that I have for you is, um, we have a situation where a white supremacist, however young, drove all the way from Binghamton for the express purpose of killing as many of our black brothers and sisters as possible. The clients that you represent. Have their views been changed about the death penalty, given the fact that this individual committed the most heinous acts against the most innocent victims for the most stupid of reasons? Uh, And Tom, that's a great question. And and almost across the board, um, the the, the views are are different. Some want him dead instantly. Some are, are angry that the police didn't kill him on sight. Uh, and and uh, and and others feel like even even at a sentencing, one you know some people very religious views talk about for forgiveness, and then others feel like let him spend the rest of his life. Maybe you know he's going to have a hard time in jail, and and you know get beaten up or molested or spend time in a hole. But the, if he's in supermax, he's going to be he's going to be solitary twenty three hours a day. You know, and 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 then other other people are afraid, and they say, well, what if he gets in there and he becomes a cult leader, and you know, and 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 joins one of these, uh, you know, Nazi white supremacist groups in in prison and becomes their hero. So so, you know, again, I am really really careful not to express my personal views on this case because I have the highest respect for the victims' families, those that I represent and those that I don't represent. And, and their views are, um, have been presented uh, to the U.S. Attorney's Office. All, all of the families, and, and I was present during some of the meetings, for the people that I represent, had an opportunity to express their views uh, with the Capitol lawyers, both the local ones and the ones from Washington, about the death penalty. Um, you know, the, the the government is is well aware how this affected this community. I mean, it's the most horrific crime legally that I've ever been associated with. Um, it, it it's a terrible thing. And some of the people that got killed before they got killed, you know, I was close to them or close to members of their family, right. um, and or, or close to their relatives. And and you know, Jefferson Avenue was a place where I frequent all the time and. You know, sponsor uh, block parties there, and and shop. You know, shop at Tops. If I'm downtown and headed out, to, headed out to home, and I need to pick something up, you know, I would stop in that store. So, uh, I mean, I've been getting my hair cut 
on Jefferson Avenue since I was a teenager. And I, I remember when they had the old rock pile and, and walking down Jefferson Avenue to, to you know, go to see O.J. Simpson play football in the <laughs> 60s and the early 70s. So, yeah, it, it certainly affects me. But I, I don't want to tilt the scales anyway. I just want to be be an educator. And, and certainly the U.S. Attorney's Office is going to take into consideration the public perspe- perception. Uh, because, well, let's you know, let's you, just talk about that because, uh, John, my understanding is that under the Biden administration, and again, trying to keep politics as far away from this as possible, but under the Biden administration, there has been a pause, uh, basically an ultimatum issued against the federal government executing people. Is that correct? That That, that is correct. And... Uh, um, uh, President Biden, he he ran on a platform, uh, an anti-death penalty platform. That's what he ran on, and, and that's what he what he what he and he won. And so there is a memoratorium on the death penalty. But but on the other hand, um, under his administration, the case in Pittsburgh went to trial. Uh, under the Biden administration. Uh, the lawyers uh, representing Peyton Gendron from very, very early on have offered to uh, to plead guilty, waive the right to to appeal, and spend the rest of his life in jail. So um, I, I, it's it's really difficult. I, I wish I could read Biden's mind. I wish I could read Merrick Garland's mind. Um, you know, I, I, uh, the last six months of Donald Trump's administration. Uh, the U.S. Attorney Barry was signing these death warrants left and right, and people were getting getting uh, executed very, very quickly. And some of them, uh, there were questions of of their uh, uh, their guilt or innocence. And <laughs> there are cases, uh, you know, some were were, were refused to, to hear um, be heard by the Supreme Court. As a matter of fact, uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, you know, declined to hear some of those cases when when they were referred to him. So, you know, it's 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 a it's it's a really um, it's a really powerful issue in society, and and I I think as a lawyer, a lot of people have opinions about the death penalty and don't necessarily have all the facts and understand the pros and the cons of it, uh, and so. You know, I kind of view my my role when it, with respect to the Topps case um, as you know, as a lawyer, we have responsibilities to the public, and I have responsibilities to my client. And so, but I, mean, I, as I you, view as myself you know, as an educator. Mm-hmm. Our our Western system of jurisprudence, uh, there is, for example, uh, the the Scottish verdict, uh, not proven, which is okay. There's not enough to say not guilty, but there's also not enough to say innocent or mm-hmm. not guilty. So mm-hmm. it's basically up in the air. So I don't know why in the United States, when it comes to a death penalty case, which is irrevocable, uh, given the technology that we have today, mm-hmm. we can't say if we're going to execute somebody, there has to be proof beyond any doubt. And that way, nobody, in theory, would be wrongly executed by the federal government. And uh, John, here's um, another question that I have for you. Um, 
the Tsarnaev brothers, the Boston Marathon sure. uh, pressure mm-hmm. cooker bombing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they killed, as I recall, two people at the bombing itself and then a uh, police officer, Sean Collier, at MIT. And the mm-hmm. younger brother, who is now 30 years old, is still awaiting the death penalty. So can you explain legally what's taking so long to put him to death? Well, it takes a long time to put anyone to death. It takes, in a death penalty case, first of all, death penalty cases are different, okay? Uh, you're a defense lawyer in a death penalty case, and your, your, your role is to just um, save your client's life. And that means every single appeal that you can make, every single evidence that you can challenge, um, you, you know, you, 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 you raise it, you appeal it, and you appeal it again, and you appeal it again. And then uh, you... Uh, um, it, it's different because there's two trials in a death penalty case. There's a tri- there's a guilt phase trial, right. and then there's a, a, a sentencing phase. So, I mean, in most cases, um, the judge is the one that sentences the jury, but you have to convince 12 jurors beyond a reasonable doubt to st- that, that, that that the person convicted a crime. But then then you have to, to, to prove, you know, there's certain what they call aggravated factors that make uh, a case death eligible, and you know, like one of them would be, you know, you kill multiple people. So, but you have to prove the aggravating factors beyond a reasonable doubt. And then the defense lawyers, they at a trial present a case from for life, and that means uh, anything in that person's background. It could be, you know, calling their school teachers from first grade or second grade to talk about what type of parenting they had or educational opportunities or lack of educational opportunities or or hardships not not evidence to 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 excuse what happened but to mitigate what happened and then the the jury has to determine have the aggravating factors substantially outweighed the mitigating factors and then if they reach that which is really confusing then they, they, the, 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 the thing will say, and then is death the appropriate sentence? And then you have to get all 12 to agree on that. And that's not an easy thing to do. And, that, that, you know, the, and, and so from the, from like, let's say in, in, in the Gendron case, if, if the defense lawyers are not successful, in, in persuading the lawyers in Washington that, that 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 they shouldn't seek the death penalty, that that you know, Gendron, we're not going to allow him to waive his 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 uh, uh, to plead guilty and go to jail for the rest of his life. We're not going to allow that. We're going to seek the death penalty. Well, then that that means there's going to be a whole bunch of motions in federal court, a whole bunch of arguments. And then eventually there's going to be a trial, and it's going to be a very lengthy trial. Could sometimes death penalty cases just take a whole month just to pick a jury. Right. And then after there's a jury, you know, if there is a finding of a guilt, then there's going to be an appeal to the Second Circuit judges in New York City, and that's going to be argued, and there's going to be appeals to the Supreme Court, and then maybe there'll be other motions because there's some newly discovered evidence or something that was left out or or the appellate lawyers will say he had ineffective assistance at counsel and those will be appealed and so it it just takes years and years and years and then right. 
then if there's a conviction, then you you, you have to have a, a president or attorney general that's willing to to sign the the, the death warrant. So it it just takes a long, 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 long time. Uh, John Elmore, please stand by because uh, much more to come with you. Buffalo Attorney John Elmore is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the uh, sentencing situation with the tops mass murdering terrorist scumbag. Uh, Tanner Saunders is at Master Control behind the glass. John, one of the issues uh, that came up yesterday uh, in terms of the liability, and uh, you know because we've had private conversations about this, one of my concerns uh, in terms of who has liability for this. Uh, With all due respect to your former employers in the New York State Police, I don't understand how the New York State Police did not make sure that the top's murderer was on the Knicks list. For that matter, I don't understand how the psychiatrists who gave this scumbag his mental evaluation are not also on the list of people to be sued. Because If you, I mean, people have lost their firearms rights when they haven't even threatened anybody. And here we have a case of somebody who made clear threats against people who was not put on the Knicks list and was able to legally obtain firearms. I've got a big problem with that. Okay. Well, Tom, I've listened to some of your shows when when, um, you've sort of uh, defended the police and when there have been shootings, and then as a result of the shootings, there's been unrest. And, and I mean, even after George Floyd, one of the issues uh, before Congress, the George Floyd Act, was, was qualified immunity. And so, like, you know, the, the, that, that was a defense that the police officers used in, uh, in, in, to, to, to avoid. Um, um, they, in a lot of police, police shootings, they have what's known as qualified immunity. Well, the qualified immunity applies to, to public officers when they exercise their discretion, and, and, uh, um, and, but, but so that they can exercise their discretion freely, that, uh, that they're exempt from, from, from lawsuits. And mm. uh, Terry Connors and I and the other lawyers involved, certainly, we, we did a lot of research uh, about the liability of the police, the liability of the hospital, the liability of the psychiatrist, and 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 we felt that yeah we could file a lawsuit, but there's precious resources that are involved when when you're when you're challenging Meta and Google and Facebook and all, and and all these other places, and and so when we we want to make sure that the resources that we have and the time and the money that we spend, the millions of dollars that we spend on and litigating on behalf of our clients it is well spent and that we're not, you know, chasing down a rabbit hole where we're going to end up with nothing. So uh, I, I because think... Because the authorities have a built-in defense they can just whip out at any time. That, 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 that's right. And Tom, I, I think that was, a, that was a great question that, that, that you asked me and I, and I, and I appreciate it. Um, just, just, uh, just to digress a little bit, when you were talking about uh, attitudes about the death penalty. I, I think you might find this interesting to know. I mean, you know, Al Sharpton was very involved in this case. Not that he's. I'm not involved with Al, and he wasn't involved with my clients. Uh, those folks, um, but but him and and Ben Crump, um, they they have publicly stated that life without parole would be uh, the appropriate sentence uh, in in this case. I think you might find that interesting because you said how. What African Americans feel about 
you know, their own getting massacred. And I, I can tell you there's a a huge, huge divergence against some people uh, that I spoke to if they could have, if they could, you'd hand them a nine millimeter, they'd put it up to the back of his head and pull the trigger. Right. Uh, and then there are others that are forgiving and, you know, and, and, and they feel like they don't want to uh, um, have gender and live rent free in their brain. So they're forgiving and letting go. And then there are others that are for religious reasons, um, just don't believe uh, in the death penalty. So people uh, that were affected by this have different opinions. And, and I've talked to many, many, many of them. And uh, so, you know, I, I guess I, I just view my my role as an educator and an advocate uh, in the civil case because every week there's another mass shooting. These These weren't common 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but it seems like every single week there's another mass shooting. I mean, we were we're still burying people in Buffalo, and then Avaldi happens, and all these yep. children get killed. And 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 why? What is it about our culture today that that when there's a, a one mass shooting, you for, you forget about it because there's a, there's a, the next one on the six o'clock news in some other city. Oh, uh, John, if I had the answer to that, uh, I would share it, uh, obviously, rent-free. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, I look, I want to thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure uh, to speak with you. I hope we have a chance to talk about this again. Um, I could go on for hours and hours with you, but i got to obviously shift gears and get into some other things. But I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for your input. And uh, it is always a pleasure, sir. Thank you for having me, and uh, uh, thank you, Weston. Your, I want to thank your listeners for listening. Hey, how's your daughter doing with uh, her career in law? Is she doing all right? Tom, she she uh, she's my law partner. I like to tell people that she's the best boss that I ever had. But <laughs> you know, as, as as a single dad, I got three beautiful children. My oldest uh, daughter is a surgeon. Uh, my son is a commercial airline pilot for United Airlines, and my youngest one is my law partner. So if I can ever say one thing that I'm proud of in life is, is to be a single dad and raise three beautiful kids. As well you should be, John. As well you should be, brother. I will talk to you soon, John. All right, bye. All right, John Elmore, Buffalo attorney, and uh, obviously John and I go back uh, a few decades. Um, but, I mean, uh, this this story, this uh, the, the top terrorist story, um, it's still, it makes my stomach turn like you can't believe. And I'm not saying that to be politically correct or to win points with the minority community. If you've listened to this show long enough, uh, you know where I'm coming from and stuff like this. And this uh, top story still makes me want to puke. Thanks again to Buffalo attorney John Elmore, uh, longtime friend of the program. We're talking like uh, three or four decades on <laughs> News Radio 930 WBE. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.